Uh, joining us now, by the way, on the Payless Liquors Hotline, and as we know from previous visits, uh, Kevin, Ross Tucker, not high school classmates, but shared the same high school with Taylor Swift. Right? Correct, yes. We've made, yeah, uh-huh. we had that discussion. <laughs> but that's not why we're having him on, correct, Kevin? Well, maybe next time she performs in the Super Bowl, we can we, we can have him on for that. Uh, Ross, host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, you can check out on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL. And again, as we've said all along, um, does some preseason TV, the color analyst, for the Philadelphia Eagles, and he joins us now. Ross, thanks for the time, man. Of course. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me. We are doing great on this Tuesday morning. We feel like there will be some finality today to Shane Steichen as the new head football coach of the Colts. As best you know, Shane Steichen's impression on the Eagles has been felt really the most where? Um, probably the play calling and play design starting with when he took over midway through last year. Um, He's really impressive. And, you know, they had a super talented team all year. But I think the two things that jump out to me are, well, three things, I guess. Number one, you know, it was not going well last year, midway through the year. So they totally revamped the offense and – you know, we were in a situation where Hertz was not throwing the ball very well. So they went out of their way to make it a run-based offense and it helped them get to the playoffs. I mean, they were coming off a four-win season and they're able to get to the playoffs in Sirianni and Steichen's first year. And the big change happened when Steichen took over as the play caller. That's number one. Then you look at this year. And the two things that really jump out to me this year, you know, Hertz was not even a top 20 quarterback, guys, in 2021. He was not a top 20 guy. This year, what did he get, second in the MVP voting? And then I think he played the best game of his life in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And if you go back, look at all of the draft guides, look at all the previews, nobody, and I mean nobody, thought Hertz could be the type of player he was this year and in the Super Bowl in particular. And I think Steichen deserves a lot of credit for that. The other thing is, and I watch every snap the Eagles play because of my different jobs, they were well ahead of the opposition pretty much all year. Now, they have a unique team with the the talented roster and the best O-line in football. And Hertz has a unique skill set with his ability to run. But I'm just telling you guys, I mean, they barely even ever had a deficit this year. You guys actually probably got their worst offensive game of the year <laughs> against the Colts when they played in Indy this year. Um, but other games, man, it just felt like the D coordinators had no idea what to do. They were powerless to stop it. And we just saw it over and over again all year. I mean, those RPOs, when the quarterback can run or he can hand it or he can throw it, they just – I mean, they, they put these defenses in about – even the Super Bowl, the Eagles' offense was pretty much unstoppable against the the Chiefs. They just had – you know, the fumble went the other way for a touchdown. Otherwise, they probably win. Ross, when I, when I look at – the situation that presumably Shane Steichen's walking into 
you know, the difference being, of course, in Philadelphia, you mentioned it. I mean, they have big-time playmakers. I don't know that Indianapolis has the open space guys like that, right? But he's worked with different quarterbacks of different skill sets. If you had to look to, to kind of review it in terms of his work with Jalen Hurts, for example, is he a guy that, that asked a quarterback more to conform to what he wanted, or did he more cater what he wanted his offense to do around the skill set of the quarterback itself. In other words, is Indianapolis pigeonholing themselves on what kind of quarterback that they need to now get, or do they have a guy that has the flexibility to give them variation of what they could end up with at the quarterback position? Yeah, so it's unequivocally the latter, right? Because I felt like they were kind of, when Sirianni was calling the plays last year, I thought it was sort of like they had their offense they wanted to run and they were trying to fit Hurts into it, and it just wasn't going very well. I mean, they didn't have the receivers. They didn't have the quarterback. It just wasn't good. So they went to a very, very run-heavy offense a year ago under Staken because that was their best way to win games. I mean, that was their best way to win competitive, to be competitive. What's interesting is they go out and they get A.J. Brown, and then they see the improvement from Hurts in the spring and then in training camp. And so then they went to more of an RPO offense. But here's the thing. I mean, they still – I mean, they threw the ball most games to get the lead. And everybody said, oh, their run game, their run game. That was usually in the second half once – they had gotten up by two scores throwing the ball. And you mentioned it, his background at his other plays with the other quarterbacks. You know, he'll see what they have now. Um, wouldn't be surprised, obviously, if they go out and get somebody else to play quarterback. But he will absolutely be able to design the offense around whoever it is they have playing that position. And he's Ross Tucker. You guys hear him everywhere. Host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. You can check out on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. Uh, he was on with us, I'd say, right around the Eagles game earlier this season. Some great insight on Shane Steichen right now. Ross, I don't know how familiar you are with the 2023 quarterback class just yet, draft-wise. Of course, when you have the fourth overall pick, that conversation uh, is pretty dominant here in Indianapolis. But if you look at Shane's history, I mean, Phillip Rivers, certainly a much different quarterback than Jalen Hurts. Justin Herbert, you know, these are very different QBs, the three that he's worked with most recently. If you look at Shane's quarterback history and you look at the quarterback draft class in 2023, do you see any matches there? Honestly, I think he could do a terrific job with any of them. Um, I really do. I, You know, I'm sure he'll fully evaluate especially those top three guys, maybe top four if you include Richardson and decide which one is the best for him. What I think is interesting is now that he spent a whole year with a guy as mobile as Hurts, I think that he has seen how much of an edge that is to be able to have a quarterback that you can do the RPOs with and that can run it enough. So I wonder if that would make him lean a little bit more to Will Levis and Anthony Richardson as opposed to Stroud and Bryce Young. You know, just from watching them, 
Obviously, I thought Stroud was really mobile against Georgia and looked good, but that doesn't seem to be – and Bryce Young moves around great. But neither one of them is like the runner that I think you want to have carrying the football six to nine times a game and just being very good at knowing when to slide, when to get down. Uh, Levis and Anthony Richardson can both absolutely do that. I mean, first of all, you guys know I live in central Pennsylvania, so I also do some Penn State stuff. So I watched every snap Levis played. You know, back in the day, there was a competition between Tommy Stevens, who ended up getting drafted, and Sean Clifford, um, who was their quarterback, like started for four years at Penn State. And I had someone at Penn State tell me, like, hey, I'm just telling you, if you came to our practice, the guy that you would say, wow, who is that, was the freshman at the time, Will Levis. I mean, he is put together. He has a howitzer for an arm. The problem for him at Penn State was, you know, Clifford had kind of, you know, Clifford's first year as a starter when Levis was a true freshman, Penn State was really good. They went to a New Year's Six Bowl game. I think they won 11 games that year. So it was just kind of an uphill battle for Levis to ever actually be able to beat him out. But there were times when Clifford got hurt that Levis came in. And I remember at Ohio State, and they ran the crap out of Levis because he's so big and strong and athletic. Obviously, Richardson is a really unique player in that regard. I don't think it's a must-have for Steichen, but I got to think there's some part of him, after all the success he just had, that's going to be, um, let's put it this way, kind of like baseball, I think a tie will go to the runner for the Colts. (laughs) You know, tie will go to the runner. Mm -hmm. If he thinks it's pretty even between Levis and Stroud or whoever, um, I think he'll go for the guy with the running threat. Because I also know this, the more I talk to coaches, you don't have to have a guy that can do that. But, man, it's nice. Yeah, it helps, right? And you know what's interesting, Ross? Sorry, even just getting two first downs a game, you know, on on third and long is big. Well, and it felt like, not to get into the weeds here on Ohio State football, but, you know, C.J. Stroud, who I think is massively talented, obviously – but I think Ohio State fans, Ross, were like pulling their hair out at times because he can run. He just didn't want to – I shouldn't say he didn't want to do it. I don't think it was instinctive towards him like he because his arm was so good. He would try to wait in the pocket too long to beat you with his arm. You almost – it feels like you would have to do specific designs for him, which obviously is the case with, with running the football at a quarterback position. But it's just not his natural instinct in C.J. Stroud, whereas the other guys – it feels like it's more natural to them. Does that make sense? Yeah, so a couple thoughts on that. One, obviously, you know, Bryce Young is a very – Bryce Young kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Russell Wilson in his prime and that he just has this unique ability to always be able to buy time, find time to to make the play. But – you know, the Stroud conversation is an interesting one. I, I do a college draft podcast, it's called, The College Draft with Emery Hunt. And he made an interesting point. You know, he wonders if sometimes, um, especially, quite frankly, um, with black quarterbacks, if they kind of go out of their way to make sure that 
people don't look at them as a running quarterback. And I hadn't really thought of that. In other words, I don't know how much of it was Stroud's instinct or how much of it is Stroud trying to prove I'm a pocket quarterback, I'm a pocket quarterback, I'm not uh, a dual-threat quarterback, even though maybe he could do that. You know, maybe he's trying to prove a point, um, which I don't know if that's the case or not, but I did think it was an interesting point. Again, Ross Tucker is with us, host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. You can check him out on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL. Just a couple more with you, Ross, and thank you for the time this morning. Um, obviously, Philadelphia is extremely talented. We've talked about Hurts, the pass-catching group, just absolutely the Colts fans would dream to even sniff that. And honestly, the offensive line might be the best in football. So if Shane Steichen could kind of wave a magic wand and bring any of those three with him to Indy, which would it be? Um, probably the O-line. Yeah, I mean, it just it just lets them do so much. And I don't think the Colts are that far off there. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and I do know that Ballard obviously prioritizes it. I'm not really sure what happened there where, you know, they paid big money to these guys like Kelly and Braden Smith and Quentin Nelson, and it felt like, all three of them, their play dropped off a little bit this year. Something's wrong there, guys. Like, something's wrong. These are three guys in their 20s that are all, you know, highly compensated guys. Something is not right if it feels like all three of them take a step back in the same year. That that does not make sense to me. And so – um, I'll be very curious to see who Steichen hires as the O-line coach. Let's put it that way, because that'll be a, a key ingredient to it for sure. I would also say, you know, the offense he ran in Philadelphia, boy, that helps the O-line. I mean, when you have the RPOs and you have the quarterback capable of pulling the ball, you're almost always able to get good angles in the run game. And in the pass game, they can't just rush the passer right away because it might be a run. I mean, Puts the O-line in a good spot. My last question for you, Ross, is this. When it comes to Shane Steichen, you know, obviously we know offensively about his ability to lead an offense. But what we know is that when you're the head coach, you got to lead both sides of the ball. Is there body of work to know what kind of leader he can be in terms of being a head coach as opposed to a coordinator? No, I don't think so. Other than, you know, I – I talk with him a lot, right? You know, the production meetings for the preseason games, on the field before games, he's really impressive, really impressive. Does that does that mean it'll it'll translate? To head coach, I don't know. I mean, um, you know, Sirianni was a guy that did not translate really well at the opening press conference, but was still able to be fantastic when they actually went ahead and, and had the game called, right? Like, he had a horrible, horrible initial press conference. I think Steichen will be very good in the press conference. He's very polished. He's very impressive. You know, I think the interesting question will be, does he continue to call plays? Sirianni decided halfway through his first year that he wasn't going to do that anymore, that he was going to give it to another guy because there is a lot on the head coach when it comes to game management, clock management, 
those sort of things. So it'll be interesting. Um, I will say there's not a body of work, but there isn't for any of these guys. I mean, there isn't for any of these guys until they become a head coach. All right, Ross, we'll end with this. Um, probably a lot of humans, mostly of the male race out there, scrambling today for a last-minute Valentine's gift. Do, do you got any uh, You got any help in that, uh, in that department for us? Well, so here's what's funny, right? My buddy started this company. It's called MyFrontPageStory.com. And obviously, it's Valentine's Day today. They write the most unbelievable story about your wife. Looks like it's on the cover of the newspaper. Like, it looks like on the cover of the Indianapolis Star framed pictures of you and her, quotes from you, maybe quotes from the kids. You're obviously not going to be able to give that to her today. But you can still give her the, the, the gift. Like, go to MyFrontPageStory.com, order a story for your wife today, print out the order. Like, print out that you, you got the order, hand that to her in an envelope today or tonight, and say, hey, babe, I want to do something super special for you. So I have an author that's writing a story about just how great you are. So first of all, you check the box of giving her a gift on, on Valentine's Day. But then can you even imagine the anticipation for your wife? Like nobody's ever written a story about your wife. She will be dying every day waiting for that beautiful frame story to come in the mail. I, I almost think this is better than if you just give it to her today. The anticipation, the excitement, it's amazing. MyFrontPageStory.com, MyFrontPageStory.com. Look at that. Where else can you find football and love all in one interview? That's right. Listen, football is love. It, football is love. Amen. And some men might argue what they'd rather. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, anyways, we won't go there. Ross, terrific stuff, man. Thanks for waking up with us. Yeah, see you guys. Good luck with uh, sounds like the Shane thing's going to happen. I think you guys will love him. I'm a big fan. Great to hear. Appreciate it, Ross. Yeah. That's Ross Tucker, again, host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. You can check him out on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. Great stuff there.